Tell me, baby, tell me the truth. Tell me, honey, what are you gonna do? Tell me, baby, please tell me what have I done? <laughs> hello, hello world, welcome to the Treehouse Lounge, back to the Treehouse Lounge or to the lounge for the first time, if you don't know me man, they call me Magic, my name is Mortimer Main, I am the host, DJ, selector, and MC of the show, where every day we pull a record out of the collection, which is loosely alphabetized, and I play one or two songs off of it that I think are just the tops, okay? <laughs> so yes, hope you're all doing well. Let's get into it. Just a funny little uh, anecdote uh, from last night. After we closed up, I was sitting around and having a scotch with our doorman, Ham, and just chatting, you know, shooting, shooting the S, and uh, he told me that after he left the Shaolin Temple, he lived in Hong Kong for a bit, and was actually in a movie, a kung fu movie, where he played like Westerner number three, and the movie in, oh, I can't remember Mandarin or Cantonese, whatever, what they speak at Hong Kong, I think it's Cantonese, the name of the movie in, in Cantonese, the best that it was translated to him was called Heavy Discipline, <laughs> Heavy Discipline, so obviously that's Ham's new nickname. You hear that, buddy? Heavy discipline. Yeah, okay. So, what do we watch this morning? We watched Ray. Taylor Hackford's 2004 biopic of legend Ray Charles, starring Jamie Foxx and a whole bunch of other well-known actors and actresses. A really good movie. Second time I've seen it. I really like Jamie Foxx, I think. He's one of my favorite dudes. Second time I've seen it, and uh, man, when we decided to put it on, I immediately thought back to, I guess, 2004, where one of my uh, goof buddies and I had separately just seen the movie in the theater. And uh, my friend Dave was just like, yeah, Ray Charles, eh? And I was just like, yeah, who knew heroin, man? Horse. Tar, White Palace, China White, H. I was like, whoa. And Dave was just like, yeah, man, like, I just thought Ray Charles was some old geek who uh, played the piano and drank that Pepsi. <laughs> he actually said that to me. I was just like, Dave, after I stopped laughing, I was like, Dave, man. <laughs> I'm like, you know he's blind, right? <laughs> I was like, did you know he was blind? <laughs> and I don't think he even did. He just thought like those 
gigantic wraparound sunglasses were his look. Hilarious. Anyways, Ray, good movie. Great biopic. 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 R.I.P. to Ray Charles. Yeah, he died in 2004. You know what, though? I gotta say, to my friend Dave's credit, which, you know, I will normally hardly ever give in history. <laughs> Before I saw the movie, if you said the name Ray Charles to me, aside from Georgia, Georgia, I would have been like, oh yeah, on a big cruise boat with young people playing the piano and drinking Diet Pepsi and having the greatest time. I'm pretty sure that's what the Simpsons are making fun of when like Grandpa Simpson wanted to be young so he started drinking the cola, the one that like burned his tongue and then he like started ripping skateboards and stuff. It's all connected, man. Anyways, go check out the movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> you got the right one, baby. Okay, moving on. Today we're talking about Chubby Checker. First things first, holy shit, Chubby Checker is still alive. He's only 79 years old, in fact. I thought this guy was like 30 years old in 1955. So what up, Chubby? He's got a daughter in the WNBA. She's ballin'. Chubby was born Ernest Evans in 1941. So uh, this alliteration has been with him since birth. He was born in South Carolina, but raised in the projects of South Philadelphia, which is south of West Philadelphia, in case anyone was wondering. Ever heard of him, Chubby Checker? Okay. At age eight, he was in a harmony group that would perform on the streets. So he's making money like that, singing, doing what he loved. Apparently he liked to do impressions and would do really good impressions of uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis, and Fat Domino. And when I learned that, I was like, hmm, Fat Domino, Chubby Checker. I was like, was it just very fashionable to have some sort of descriptor of your body mass as part of your stage name? And I was like, maybe, who knows? And actually the answer to that is yes. <laughs> But check this out, here's the story of that. The guy who started calling Ernest Chubby was his boss at a produce market. And I was like, oh, it's kind of a mean nickname. This guy's name was Tony A. Tony A gave him the nickname Chubby. I'm like, ah, oh, Tony A. Might be kind of a dickhead, but uh, I had no, I have no, the research does not substantiate that, okay? But anyways, that nickname caught on. Ernest's friends just started calling him Chubby. Pretty good nickname. As long as, if it's not disrespectful, you know, I think he liked it, right? So get this, some other boss that he had for some other job that he was working when he was like 17 years old, knew a guy who knew a guy who wrote songs for a record label that I forget the name of. And the guy at the record label knew Dick Clark was famous for American Bandstand and really like putting on artists, playing the new stuff for the youth, the kids would turn into. It was on TV, they would dance it up. It was like, I don't know, Soul Train? <laughs> Same type idea. Okay, so Chubby meets Dick Clark, does an audition for him, and Dick Clark's wife is there. And she's like, okay, what's your name? He said, well, my friends call me Chubby. And then he did his Fats Domino impression. And Mrs. Clark said, well, how about Chubby Checker? Instead of like Domino, it's Checkers, like the game. So Fats Domino got transposed to Chubby Checker. And that's the story of that. And it's actually a great name, right? What a great statement. Okay, so I hope you know what song I'm going to play, but... I'm enjoying keeping y'all in suspense, okay? 
this song was recorded and released in 1960 by Chubby Checker when he was just 18 years old. This is the version. This is this is Chubby Checker for me, okay? This I was looking for this song. I have two Chubby Checker records. But neither of them had the song that I wanted to play or the version that I wanted to play. I'll post the uh, other Chubby Checker records on the Instagram page. Check them out because the artwork's super cool. One is supposed to be a live version recorded at Summers Point, New Jersey. But I realized that this album sleeve says it has the song that I wanted, but man, it's the wrong friggin' record inside. Okay. Sunset. Product of Liberty Records. So it's not on that one. And then I also have uh, a record that Chubby Checker did with Bobby Rydell, which is super cool because what year did this come out in? I don't know. It must have been like 1963 or so. Bobby Rydell's a white guy. Chubby Checker's black. This was before the civil rights movement. They were both like pop stars. They got together because they were buddies and they uh, recorded this album. I mean, it's got some Christmas songs on it. It's kind of like... Well, you know what? For this album to even exist, the people at the record company, the artists, everyone came together for this collabo. And uh, I think that's just an excellent, really early example of, you know, artists getting together and being like, racism? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Hell no. In fact, look what we're doing. You know, all you haters, you literal haters, okay? Anyways, I found this song, and I had it in my collection for years. But it is on a compilation record, so I'm kind of cheating. But whatever, man. You gotta cheat to get ahead, you know what I'm saying? Lie, kill, or steal, you know what I'm saying? Just kidding. I'm not on the grind like that. I shouldn't be like that even. This song started a bona fide dance craze. The kids went nuts for it. Nuts for it. In fact, when it came out in 1960, people would be lining up at uh, the clubs, like the fancy clubs in the various cities, just so they could all get together and dance this dance and do their thing. It was wild. All the uh, you know old people were like, oh my goodness, like what's going on here? I don't, I don't approve of this. And you know when the old people don't approve of it, it it's fire, right? <laughs> That's the good stuff. All right. Let's just get into it. So why don't you just come with me, baby? Let's do the twist.
You know what? Something funny I realized recently. Oh, so many of these songs that I look up that I play for you, my favorite songs from my collection, they show up on this this list, Rolling Stones top 500 songs of all time. Okay. <laughs> so this song, that version's on there. But uh, yeah, must be noted that this song was not written by Chubby Checker. It was written by a guy named Hank Ballard and his band Moonlighters. And they first released it in 1959. Now, when they released it in 1959, it only went to like, I don't know, number 20 or 15 on the charts. Not even close to number one, okay? Chubby Checker records it, releases it the next year. And it's this gigantic mega hit that stays on the charts for like decades. Check this out. Have you ever heard this song where it's like, it's Chubby Checker still. It's like, let's twist again like we did last summer. Let's twist again like we did last year. Okay, song's called Twist Again. <laughs> Get this. That actually came out in 1961, so it was literally the year after. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this big hit called The Twist, and then the next year, he's like, yeah, remember that? Let's do it again. It would be like the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like, Dream of Californication again, because it's still good. <laughs> I thought that's pretty goddamn funny. Alright, so Chubby also invented a dance called The Fly, which uh, I definitely want to learn now and have to start doing. I don't know what it looks like though, but I don't care. Chubby had a steady stream of hits until 1965. Actually, I think 1965 is the year uh, Chubby Checker Bobby Rydell record came out. That's also the year that the British invasion really like popped off. So the twists and its dance floor rockers like that kind basically all succumb to the British invasion and the new sound of the new rock as it happens, right? Out with the old and the new. Chubby Checker is clearly a legend, um, especially the fact that he's still alive. He keeps popping up on the charts too. That song, man, his version, he's still getting paid. Like every time someone wants to sample, he's still getting paid. In 2002, though, he went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in uh, what, Ohio, and uh, he was like protesting that he wasn't, hadn't been inducted yet. And uh, when I learned this, I was like, oh man, Chubby, like you know you're gonna be in there. They let everyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who sold like 100,000 records, okay? Eventually. Like every single popular American music act gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame eventually. It's, it doesn't mean anything to me, you know? And then like good artists aren't in there and crap artists in there. A lot of that stuff is based on sales, right? Like, why do you think the Grammys are such a fucking joke? Because it's based on sales. <laughs> Millie Vanilli, man, winning best artist. Come on, they're lip syncing. I think I talked about that before. Anyways, Chubby. 
Don't worry, you're gonna get in there, man. No doubt. Especially after, maybe, uh, especially after 2002, what you did. Maybe, maybe they were like, huh, fuck, maybe we should uh, let them in, you know? Anyways, <laughs> that's it. That's it for the show. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I learned some hilarious stuff, man. The way people be living, you know, in the 60s, other decades, it's important to know this stuff. I think it fascinates me, all right? So, take what you learned today and uh, add it to your collection. Check this out. Parting thought for you. I just want people to realize celebrities, they are just people, okay? These celebrities who become famous just because they're good looking, like... Get the fuck out of my cipher with that bullshit, man. Unless you're gonna produce something, get the fuck out of here. Alright. Celebrities wake up with bad breath every every morning just like everybody else does, alright? Enough with the celebrity culture worship. Each one, teach one, baby. Bring it back here one time. Tomorrow, 24 hours, I will have a new jam, new track for you. And I am looking forward to hearing from you. Until then, I will see you tomorrow. Peace.